Dan and Corey here, welcoming you into Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. Yeah, welcome in to another rousing rendition of Libservative Intellectual Idiots, fostering political and cultural literacy. Bell the Body Snatcher, now that he's finally arrived on the ones and twos, he, as always, is Corey Walsh. Hi, and he's Dad Griffin. Hi. <laughs> Hi, it's me. I'm here. Ah. And before, gotta... you know what? Before we even fucking say anything else, I really need to get this habitual, like, and do a habitual thing. You got to get this off podcast, your chest? Yeah, I got to get this off my chest. The Sort of Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is libservativeshow.com. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at Libservative Pod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast. And you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Subscribe Ooh. today. Way to, way to get that in there, Corey. Yeah, just we as, just we as we haven't done that in like 15 episodes, probably. We probably came up with like the most possible topics for an episode in like a long time. My notes for this episode are absurdly long. Many of many of which are going to have to be pushed off to a later episode. So what the hell do we have tonight? We have got to talk about these fights uh, in ca- in Capitol Hill. These are the grown adults that you choose, and we and me. I'm not saying just you, but we choose to represent us in our uh, representative republic, uh, and they're just basically petulant children. We're going to get to that, and we've got really uh, interesting polling numbers. Uh, on RFK Jr. And the thing that makes them the most interesting is that as somebody who like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was going to support RFK necessarily, but I think he was, he say he was saying a lot of the right things in a lot of the right areas. Then he gave his take on Israel Gaza and I went, okay, all right, uh, maybe backtrack this a little bit. But even with that taking place, very, very, very interesting polling numbers uh, with regards to RFK Jr. as it relates to Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And uh, a possible bill going into, you know a little bit more about this one than me, Corey, but a possible bill going into the House that um, could, I guess, change the way we drive our cars. And I don't mean that in a good way, uh, in any way, shape, or form, uh, plus a whole lot more. But first, let's jump into this uh, situation in Israel as the um, uh, Israeli Defense Forces finally conducted their raid on Al-Shifa Hospital, a hospital that is the, I believe, the biggest in Gaza, correct? I'm, I'm not stupid by yeah. saying that. Now, is that one the Christian hospital? Because I know there's a Christian hospital that was being tore up as well. There's Yeah, there's another one uh, a little further south, I believe, but don't quote me on that as far as my okay. uh, my geography of Gaza is not exactly the best. At least yeah, I can not, admit that. Gonna, if we're not going <laughs> to pretend to be... My... My geographical knowledge of Gaza is admittedly perhaps not the best. Uh, however, Man, uh, I know it about as well as I do the streets of New York. 
which is, is not well. Uh, Al Shifa Hospital is the the big hospital that uh, Israeli intelligence, United States intelligence, has been saying essentially since uh, the tragedy on October seventh that uh, this this is the, this is the hub, right? This is where all the tunnels start. This is where Hamas is hiding. This is where they're. Th- this is the, uh, the 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 big base that is used uh, when it comes to quote unquote using civilians. Uh, as shields, which I'm not saying that Hamas doesn't do that, but as we know in the fog of war, sometimes things are over-exaggerated, sometimes they're underreported, sometimes they're overreported, and I think I'm going to take a lot of this topic and just uh, uh, hold withhold judgment uh, on a lot of that. Uh, essentially, what the uh, IDF found. Uh, in El Shifa Hospital was the equivalent of an Alabama survivalist's gun collection. They basically found the military equivalent of firecrackers inside of this hospital. Yeah, only just a couple guns. And they're claiming oh, it that's as where I left some win. You well, have not they, seen the video, right? I have not pull, seen you, the video. I don't know. If, are they claiming it as a win or are they just saying like, is this the uh, the George Bush mission accomplished? No, it was. It's it's sort of like a, a see. We told you. It's like <laughs> told us what doctors were armed. <laughs> we told you that this was that this was the case. Uh, so anyway, the uh, the IDF did put out a video on Twitter uh, that was supposedly completely unedited, and then they took it down, and then they posted basically the same video. I'm not really sure the details on that. Uh, however. Because it's a little bit uh, a little bit glossed over, but I will. Uh, let's see if I can find it and play it for y'all. Shalom, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan from the IDF here. I am in the Shifa Hospital, as you can see from the sign behind me, and as you can clearly see from the building. We are going to do a one-shot video, one shot, no editing of all of the evidence that we have found just now in this building of the Shifa. inside the MRI center of the Shifa hospital. Israeli troops breached here a few hours ago and we have cleared the area, make sure that it's safe. And a few of the most interesting things that we have found totally confirm without any doubt that Hamas systematically uses hospitals in their military operations in violation of international law. And what we have found, I think, is only the tip of the iceberg. Let me pay attention to what he just said. What he's about to show you is somehow proof that Hamas uses this hospital in the in the essentially as a uh, a shield. Show you a few examples. And security why cameras again, have quick. been obstructed. Yeah, yeah. All okay. of the so what what makes that important is that's what you're saying is it's the justification that they've used to just carpet bomb and blow the shit out of these said hospitals. I just want to make that point. Like, yeah, like, yes. Security cameras are uh, covered, and this isn't the only one. You'll see the rest of them here. Follow me as we go in, and we will see the MRI center and see the weapons that Hamas has hidden inside. <laughs> this is uh, where patients come in order to get MRI services. We'll proceed into a 
more secluded area. And the lighting here is out, so we're using flashlights. We're now, as you can see, in an MRI room. I don't know when this was used the last time. I don't know when it was used the last time, but it is definitely an MRI machine. And if you follow me behind the MRI machine, I'll show you what our troops exposed just minutes ago. In military terms, this is a grab bag, grab and go of a Hamas combatant. And if you zoom in and we get some light over here, what you will be able to see are is military equipment. There is a an AK-47, there are cartridges, am ammo, uh, there are uh, grenades in here, of course, uniform, and all of that. This was hidden very conveniently, secretly behind the MRI machine. On the other side, we found a backpack with what appears to be very important intelligence, including a laptop, and we'll show you that momentarily. Let's go see the next room. So we're still in the MRI center. The backpack was found in here, and it was also hidden behind the MRI machine. As you can see, the rest of the equipment here is proper hospital equipment, right? Bandages and medical gear. Uh, it seems as if there's no real shortage because there's a lot of uh, equipment here, but we'll leave that for another discussion. Let's go see weapons and other prohibited items. Well, thank God they got some guards for all the bombs. <laughs> <laughs> right. you, you, you like how he said that, right? You like, you like how he's like, oh, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a lie. There, there's no shortage of medical supplies. It's in grocery bags, that's why. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like almost like that like that proves some kind of point that like Hamas is a bunch of liars and they are they're a horrible terrorist organization I'm not trying to defend Hamas I'm not trying to I'm not trying to defend Hamas here yeah, but it's like it's like see they have they have hospital equipment so this just proves that they're lying <laughs> it's so so silly as we walk through the uh, main corridor here our troops did a, a preliminary search of the area we try to uncover the cameras, but all of the cameras have been obstructed. You can see there's black uh, tape covering it. And when our troops open this uh, closet here, which is in the main part of the clinic, this is what they found. These weapons have absolutely no business being inside a hospital. The only reason they're here is because Hamas put them here, because they use this place, like many other hospitals and ambulances and sensitive facilities inside the Gaza Strip for their illicit military purposes. So there's Kalashnikov rifles here, even uh, ammunition. And let's go see uh, the, uh, the next part of, the, uh, uh, of, uh, of what we have here. Um, another MRI machine. Another MRI machine where behind it, we also found a contraband similar to what you saw in the other areas. And let's go see the last thing, which is more related to intelligence, which I think we will be able to extract quite a lot of interesting intelligence from. If you can see, follow me. Up here on top of a spare part of the uh, MRI department, we found another grab bag. An empty bag! It's empty because we emptied it and cleared it so that we could use and see it. So this is where we what? found it. And Wait. here are the contents of big? the bag. The contents of the know. bag are full no military kit for one Hamas terrorist. A live grenade. 
ammunition, fighting vest with insignia, boots and of course uniforms, and last but not least, standard AK-47. Inside the hospital, hidden in a secluded area, take a look at this door here. Blast-proof door, which is part of the clinic and part of the infrastructure of the hospital. Everything else looks like a hospital, only this part doesn't. Last part. Why did he have to point out that the door was blast-proof? Uh, I'm not sure, but I remember, if I remember <laughs> correctly, I remember hearing something how, like, in the 80s, some of those hospitals were, in fact, made with, like, blast-proof doors and stuff like that because of... Israeli bombs? <laughs> I don't know if that's why, but... <laughs> anyway. I don't think Hamas put blast-proof doors on the hospital is what I'm saying. No, no. Oh, I got you. Something that uh, our intel researchers are looking into. Listen to all the shell cases. Uh, hold on. Glass. Before we go on, or glass, let's yeah. have a look at what we found inside the very same cabinet that houses medical equipment. You can see all kinds of standard military uh, medical stuff. WD we found Ford. another go-to bag, this bag here. And again, we opened it up in order to make sure that it's safe to touch and show. So please don't give me any of that. You opened it up and you placed it there. This is the bag that we found, and this is the stuff that was in. Now, see, that's an interesting statement, because what do you think Hamas's response to this is? That they put that stuff there. Yeah, that the that the IDF came in and 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 planted all of this stuff, which. I'm not going to say because how, how often do we talk about whether we're talk whether we were talking about uh, uh, Russia Ukraine before or now with this like this fog of war you know the first casualty of war is the truth like I, I don't know what to believe I don't know right. if the IDF came in and, and tried to make Hamas look bad which I don't really know why they need to do that because they've made themselves look bad enough people just pay enough attention uh, and then you have you have Hamas saying that 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 this stuff was planted it's like. I am not going to sit here and tell you which is true. I'm like I'm right. not even going to try and so, speculate. So, like my first reaction right now, because this is my first time seeing it, is because we know like there's always been reports of Hamas hiding out in the hospitals and stuff like that, even before October seventh. So all of this stuff could have been there, right? But is fifteen twenty guys hiding out in a hospital? whether or not they have the guns and stuff like that, is that justification for carpet bombing a hospital? When no. as evidence shows that they could have just kicked in the doors and went in there and got them out of there. Military grab bags? Like, yes. Okay, so uh, uh, I believe according to international law, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is the case, you are not allowed to have objects of war inside of a hospital. So technically yes this is but this is a situation rules of a war they are a terrorist organization right but that's the thing is like that's the thing that the idf is trying to point like see like they're 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 they're, they're bad they're horrible terrorists they're using hospitals to store uh, you know the amount of fucking uh rifles that you would find in the back of a 1994 f-150 just uh, just down the back roads in northern michigan just down the road here and and it's like Okay, I, I don't know what you just proved. What did you prove? Right, and so my thing where people are trying to say, like, if this is, like, fake or whatever, if the IDF was going to go through all of this work, actually go in there, clear it out, and do all of this, I don't think if they were going to plant something, 
I don't think that they're going to plant a few guns. Yeah, a, f- a few guns uh, and bulletproof vests. Like I think, yeah, like they were probably legitimately in there using it as a little place as a guise of cover, right? You well, know, then like if if that's the case, then like the IDF is is dumb as hell for putting this video out because this th- this is supposed well, to be the proof. To. They need it like public opinion. They have to do something. But this was supposed to be this was supposed to be the proof that there's underground tunnels that this was that this was the uh you know the 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 headquarters you know the quote unquote headquarters or whatever the, that Hamas was hanging out in this was like their big spot where they were using civilians to as as human shields or or you know whatever the claims are and like you, well, you that literally could, both could be true right it, could it doesn't look like it it could be true that they were doing that. But it could also be true that it was like their little operation that they had in there. We did have faulty intel, and it wasn't nearly like as intricate or as large as they were trying to put on that it was when they were trying to justify what they were doing to these hospitals and things like that. So, in that case, doesn't that mean that IDF is in the d- wrong? D- doesn't doesn't that justif- doesn't that make it less justified, as you said, Corey? Yeah, that Israel just sat here launching bombs uh, at at the Gaza at, Strip after October seventh, when they could have just at, waltzed in there. Yeah, they could have just walked in there. AK forty sevens. Yeah, and so like that's that's the devil's advocate side, right? At least you know if you're going to play devil's advocate for Hamas, right? Which we have to do. Uh, Hamas. Guy, yeah. So so the, the devil's advocate side of this is like that Hamas knew. Um, Hamas knew that this was coming, um, and they they basically picked up and left and hid their presence, which is not impossible. Okay, um, and that uh, Hamas and Hamas has done a great job of making the IDF look like fools, essentially since since uh, October seventh. I mean, it, like, and and like to not me, this video cool is just not the hero. Yeah, and exactly, and this well, yeah, and and then like they they've used the things like the bombings to gain uh public support for better or worse i don't i mean i don't agree with it i think these goofballs at these fucking college campuses that are chanting from the river to the sea and like uh you know ripping down pictures of of missing hostages uh those people are fucking disgusting and they're dumb as hell because they don't understand the nuance of this situation at all um so i'm not i would never defend that however Hamas has done a good job of finding little ways to gain the support of moronic college kids right. in the and West. When, again, we're talking like uh, everyone's acting like the way terrorists do things is new. This is It's always been a game of cat and mouse with terrorist organizations. The reason why they're a terrorist organization is because they have to do the cat and mouse thing because they don't have a legitimate <laughs> army to go toe-to-toe with someone else. So it is about running down alleys, doing an IED, doing a terrorist attack, gunning and doing a little ambush and then picking up and running. So like have the idea of them having go bags makes sense. We saw this shit for 20 years in the Middle East. Typical terrorist stuff. Yeah. But you know, because that's that that's what you keep justify bombing the hospital. I guess that's it what does, I'm coming down to. It doesn't and that's I think that's why this video makes the IDF look so bad. Yeah. Because it's a, like like look at what happened during that raid, right? As far as we know now, I mean, what are we? Uh, a little over 24 hours later, I think, uh, since this raid started. 
And you had a very low death total on this oh, raid. Yeah, uh, uh, anybody? I don't. I don't think a lot of people were killed on this particular the, uh, the raid of this particular hospital, right? Right. So you have very low death totals, and and so it just it makes it more sensible to have just done a ground operation from the start, right? And which is which is actually which is actually a change of opinion for me, right? Because we we did. I was I was on the I was underneath this I was under the school of thought that if you did a ground invasion of Gaza, you were going to you're you're not not just that but like that is now 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 you have a boots on the ground situation right so now you have an issue where okay you're gonna just roll in maybe now Hezbollah gets involved maybe now Iran gets involved Um, that was why I was a little bit weary of a ground invasion, but hindsight being 2020, it kind of looks like maybe that was the way to go from the start. That's how they should have done it from the start. Yeah. Not leveling a whole goddamn city. And this, and that's, and this is a situation where I don't know how you felt about it the entire time, Corey, because we did, we haven't talked about it a whole lot the last couple of weeks, but um, that's, that's me, you know, uh, my opinion changes as the facts change. Pray tell, what do you do? Right. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, like Sagar brought up a good point on breaking points when he talked about how, like, when we went after when we went after Osama bin Laden, when we killed him, we did a raid versus just dropping bombs on the place because of the fact that we wanted lower casualties. And there was like 40 women and children in there and there was no casualties of them. Our guys went in, took care of business, took out the guys with guns, killed Obama. Oh, yeah. And like, war, war, <laughs> watch what you say. Uh, um. Yeah, I mean, as much as I hate war and you hate war, and I hope, well, actually, we're starting to find out with Ukraine and Russia and now this that, like, people actually really fucking love war. Oh, like, can we just it. admit that? They love war, but, like, for those, they for us, and they love watching the videos. Us goofy pacifists that, that hate war, I can sit here and tell you that, like, special operations motherfuckers are badasses and they are really fucking good at what they do. Yeah. They are really good at what they do. And I don't want to consider myself necessarily a pacifist. I just like what, uh, who was it? Teddy Roosevelt speak softly and carry a big stick. I like the premise of like being a porcupine. Like, don't fuck with me. I'll fuck you up. Yeah. But if you which is me alone. I'll leave you alone. You know, kind of what the United States was. I don't know if you've ever been to a, uh, like an, a motors, like an outlaw motorcycle clubs clubhouse but a lot of them I like have plastered on their wall, like painted, like don't take kindness as weakness, like that kind of shit. It's like, it's kind of like my philosophy. Like, yeah, fuck with me. fuck you up. But yeah, so, no, I don't, I don't like war overall. I guess to ultimately what a, uh, a failure of diplomacy policy and leadership. Yeah, and if that doesn't tell you how bad the fucking boomers have been with their foreign policy over the last, I don't know, let's call it fifty years. I mean, look. I mean, look at all look the at failed diplomacy. Lines, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. You're right. We absolutely have. We absolutely have. Good because uh, uh, Bush one invaded Iraq the first time when I was two. <laughs> Yeah. And then we've 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 been in some form of conflict 
whether it's Bosnia, uh, uh, a bunch of stuff in Eastern, in the Eastern countries under uh, Clinton. And then Bush two came in. <laughs> yeah. And then once 2001 happened, we have been had boots on the ground in the thousands in other countries. And all these terrible countries building their goddamn mili- building their goddamn countries too close to our military bases. Yeah, Corey, they, it's they, just, just a shame. Learn, you would think just that a shame. countries would learn to stop putting their borders so close to our military bases. It's just I I yeah, I don't I don't They're understand their it. countries on oil or opiate farms. Fucking idiots, man! Just stop building your country so close to our military bases. We wouldn't have any goddamn resources we want. (laughs) Fucking idiots! Oh man, I guess to wrap this particular topic up, um, this this raid does not make the IDF look good. It doesn't make the Israelis look good. Um, It doesn't make them look. So I guess it doesn't make them look good in the fact that of what they've done, based on the premise of this outcome, right? Right. But and I guess it still what, does. It doesn't justify what they did, but it does show that like, hey, these guys were hiding out in hospitals. Yes, it does. Sh- it, it does show that. But I will also say this. It, it also shows that I mean, I, I, I actually feel like this entire situation of what's going on um, between Israel and Palestine right now. In the first place, it wouldn't dude, be so volatile. No, man. It, it, I think it shows that uh, terrorist groups, while they still militarily pretty much do th- do things the same way they 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 have um especially islamic extremist terrorists they have done they have gotten way more they've gotten way smarter and way more sophisticated in how they adjust public opinion like they yeah. know they, they they know how to get more people on their side like just this because they're not, terrorists can, can can we say that can we say this though insane. like just like, like you used to think of a terrorist, right? Like when you think of like post 2001, post 9-11 or whatever, you used to think of terrorists as like dumb fucking extremist militants that just kind of blah, 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 and ran in with their fucking guns and blew people away, right? Like that's that that's the, that's the stereotype. Because I'm thinking of the Shane Gillis bit about how he's more in common with terrorists than he does special forces. <laughs> that Right, That's that was the stereotypical view, right? That, that you were just a dumb extremist. It's not like that anymore. No, they're they're, they're, they're much more sophisticated with how they adjust public opinion you know, and things like that. And that's what makes this situation so nuanced, right? It's like, that's why I can't, I'm not even going to have a conversation with somebody who's like, well, you know, one side wants the other side dead. It's like, no, man. We, that's why. You, I, you, go ahead. We can, I was just going to say, like, we can, we can dive in a little deeper than that. I mean, right. that's, if we, you, you can stick more than your toe in the water if you actually want to have a, a discussion about this. That's why my, my opinion has, like, of this whole thing, it just kind of just been simplified as both sides committed atrocities. Both sides think that they have biblical rights and, uh, like, uh, ancestral rights to the land. It's a quagmire. Yeah. At this point, the only people in my eyes that are the heroes of the whole situation are the doctors in these hospitals that are just trying to save babies' lives while bombs are falling on them from Israel and Hamas is holding them hostage. Yeah. And they're not leaving. They're sitting there to take and save lives. Those Hamas are the only bad. heroes in my book. Hamas bad. Uh, IDF. Israel not innocent. 
Not exactly. Not innocent. Um, civilians, good. Babies, good. We like them. They're good. Yeah, and, they're, and they're the ones that are ultimately the biggest victims of all this. People that are just trying to live their lives. Just trying to survive. And they're getting killed, getting tangled in this tit-for-tat bullshit. Mm. And mind you, getting caught in this tit-for-tat bullshit based on a political group, Hamas, that came into power in 2005 and has just held power now for 18 years. And when a majority of the Gaza Strip is like under the age of 24, doesn't hasn't even had the opportunity to vote anyone else in, and they've just been stuck in this bullshit their entire lives. Being taught to hate Israel, and then all the kids in Israel are being taught to hate Hamas and anyone involved with them. And we're just raising up two more generations to hate each other. And then around and around we go. Keep it going. Like that's why you that's why how, so, how many times have you heard the trope uh of uh you know if 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 Israel laid down their arms, Jews would be killed or like Jews would be eliminated. But if uh Hamas laid down their arms, there would be peace. Have you heard that trope like multiple times? I have, but what 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 is considered peace? I well, and that's dude. That is exactly right. I think because there's like a whole other part of this, right? I like, think I think. Well, here's what I was gonna say. I think technically, yes, that's true. Like in, in that in that like there wouldn't be any more like active war, um, if Hamas laid down their arms. But let's not sit here and pretend like the Israelis want to share this land. They would find. Like they've been doing for so long, the chokehold, the chokehold. They would find different ways to force these people out. Like they wouldn't go in and fucking kill them all and shoot them, but they would find other ways to choke them out, as we've seen. Yeah. So it's not that simple. Get them out of here. Kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> it's a joke. That's me joking. Not in my backyard. <laughs> uh, actually, it's it's um. I do want to say this, Corey. We we did we do have some breaking things coming in now. Um, apparently, the uh, IDF is raiding another hospital. We actually have live footage of this. Uh, you want to take a look at it with me? Yeah, juicy. Let's, let's see it. Let's let's take a look at this here. Uh, I got to pull it up, and here we are. And there they are combing the area, sir. What? Are we being too literal? No, you fool. We're following orders. We were told to comb the desert, so we're combing it. Found anything yet? Nothing yet, sir. How about you? Not a thing, sir. What about you guys? We ain't found shit. It's amazing. It's, 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 it's everyone's the same. Technology. It's so wild how we can get the live footage of that. I'm so glad that our tax dollars could make that possible. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't found shit. We ain't found shit. Uh, oh, you got to make light. You got to make some light. Uh, Corey, oh, what do you want to move on to you next? You got to make light of thousands of people dying. I have had at least five ounces of this wild turkey Kentucky spirit, so there's going to come a point in the next 15 minutes where I can't speak anymore. Uh, and in fact, I'm going to have another one. But where do you want to move on to next? 
You want to go we'll into a little bit of a lighter topic of boys? On yes. The yes. Let's let's have some fun. So this is this is with regards to the fights on Capitol Hill. The gentlemen and ladies, mostly gentlemen in this situation, though. I think um, I don't know that I would call them gentlemen, though. Uh, men, people with penises and balls. Uh, <laughs> uh, the people that represent us behaving like, would you call them like high school jocks? I don't know. Like, is that kind of, kind of where, does that yeah. fit? I think that fits. Just being bullies. Just being a bunch of, being a bunch of jerks. Okay. I'm just going to say it. Hey, whoa, <laughs> why, watch, watch your. Watch your fucking language on this show, Corey. <laughs> Just being a bunch <laughs> of real jerks. Um, yeah, so apparently just a bunch of like damn near fights broke out. Like all in one day, there must have been some, like, I don't know, there must have been, been some full moon out or whatever. whatever so who did, who did, uh, who was the, who was the guy that Kevin McCarthy gave a fucking kidney shot to? He like rolling by him in the hallway and fucking elbows him right in the kidneys because he was one of the guys that voted against him for speaker. Um, I'm just gonna who elbowed. While you're while you're looking that up, okay, can I just Bell, Bell, Bell. look up who elbowed uh, McCarthy? No, no, who did McCarthy elbow? Yeah, who who, who did McCarthy? But can like can can I just say this while him. while Bell's finding that? Can I just say this like? Doesn't it just show? that all these people care about is power. Like that's all Kevin McCarthy cared about with becoming speaker to that speaker of the house in the first place. He never, we, we always knew he was a weak leader, but he tried, what was it like fucking 48 votes or whatever it was to get him elected speaker in the first place. My kidneys. Like how, how can you possibly want that job that badly to where when you do a, when you do a piss poor job and somebody votes you essentially out of that position. Well, wait, wait, wait. Subjectively a piss poor job because what he did was work with Democrats to keep the government open so people like veterans could get paid. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. I, I, I guess I won't. I guess I won't open that can of worms. But like, <laughs> you, you, that's you, why he got ousted. Whether or not he did he, a good job or not before that, that's definitely. It's actually tough to tell because he wasn't speaker for long enough, but let's be honest. It's, <laughs> like, it's Kevin McCarthy. just finally got his new office chair from Amazon and just finally assembled it together <laughs> in his office, and then they booted him out. He got booted out before the lettuce in my refrigerator started wilting. So that was, uh, That's so funny because that was the, the prime minister in the UK, remember? They had that lettuce. <laughs> oh, that broad? What's her name? She's so forgettable. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, she was, uh, she was there less than McCarthy was. <laughs> by a long shot but like i guess what i was saying is like how can you possibly like why would anybody want that job like if you're just a rep right if you're just if you're just in in the house of representatives like you you got elected you spend 278 days a year essentially collecting donations for your campaign for the next election you, you you don't spend any time governing in the first place. Like you have this you have this cushy job where I don't know what they make now, one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year, whatever it is, four hundred some odd thousand dollars a year. If you're Nancy Pelosi, I don't know what the numbers are, but it's a big number. It's a six figure salary and it's a nice six figure salary just to work this job. 
And then, you know, you insider trade a little bit, you make millions. Like, what a great fucking job. But you want this job of, like, trying to work with the party on the other side that you pretend to hate and they pretend to hate you, but you actually work for the same people? Like, you're all doing cocaine together at the party. Why? Paul Cawthorne or whatever his name is. Why is this so important to you that when somebody gets you out or is one of the people that doesn't vote for you and gets you ousted as speaker, you roll by him in a fucking hallway and give him a goddamn kidney shot? (laughs) (laughs) Bell, did you find it? Who is who is the who is the rep that he that he that he popped in the in the back? Private chat. Did you in the private chat? It's Representative Tim Burchett. Representative from Tennessee. Yes. And a Republican, of course. Uh, yeah, because he voted against them. It's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, it's like it's petulant children. And as much as as much as I've had issues with Tulsi Gabbard in recent years, when she, she said when that, she, right? She goes it's right a, it's when high she school. when she talks about Congress, she's like, it's like it's a fucking popularity contest. It's 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 worse than a high school cafeteria. These are the people making decisions, making laws. No one wants to sit alone like fucking Steven Glansberg, Dan. Or uh, Bernie at this point. Bernie's the only adult in the room. He's... Mm, I think I would give that title to Rand Paul. <laughs> well, do you, I got the video here of... Uh, of him... Where is it at? Here it is. I'm going to share this video. Because here's the other fight. So... To set this up, this was between uh, uh, Senator Mark Wayne Mullen and Sean O'Brien uh, of the Teamsters, uh, president of the Teamsters Union. Yeah. If Corey, Corey can get it to come up. There we go. You got it? You got it? You good? Why isn't it playing? What I don't hear anything. Mr. O'Brien just said about right to work states versus... Uh, forced work states. I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. <laughs> Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Pause it, Corey. Quit the tough guy act. And these. I got a. I got a better one. I got a better one that shows the whole thing. You want? You want mine instead? Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. Because he, he kind of. Uh, here we go. This is this is this is the whole thing that actually typical, sets it up. Typical Associated Press manipulating videos by cutting off <laughs> the first minute. They, they kind of did because it actually. Hold on, that's not the right one. It actually does matter because it's it's basically all about. Um, hang on, it's the wrong one. Uh, it's all about basically mean tweets. Uh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Yeah, that's no, that's what it's about. Here we go. This is this Mark is the Wayne one. Mark Wayne Mullen's got to do what every single person that's on Twitter says to people. Like, wait till I catch you in real life. Here we All go. Right, this is this it. Here in the last time, him and I kind of had a back and forth. Uh, appreciate your demeanor today. It's quite different. But after you left here, you got pretty excited about the keyboard. In fact, you tweeted at me one, two. He printed them out. Okay, boomer. We're not going to print the internet. EO who pretends like he's self-made. Sir, I wish he was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company. Myself and my wife was running the office because my wife. I sure remember working <laughs> pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. <laughs> always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act and these senate hearings you know where to find me 
Any place, any time, cowboy. Cowboy. So this is a time, this is a place. Oh, hello, we'll cowboy. Mouth. We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Is that your solution? Every pull. No, no, sit down. <laughs> you know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Sen- it. Hold it. <laughs> Bernie. If we can't, no, <laughs> I have the mic. I'm, hold it. Hold it. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. And God knows the American people have enough of contempt. But Congress, let's not. I don't make like it worse. thugs and you, Well, that's very self-reflecting, Bernie. Because you Hold just it. described yourself. Yeah. Hold it. Never mind. <laughs> you have time. All make right, your statement. <laughs> so, so that was that was that was the the most recent thing. So, like this this actually goes back uh, about a year, uh, something like that. I think, uh, or not maybe not a year, maybe something like March of this year. Um, so let. Let's put some context to this and figure out and, and, and talk about kind of how this this entire thing got started because uh, here we go. Here's the here's the original argument. Paying your bills. Oh, we don't need ads. Blah 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 blah. There we go. Then why are you against right to work? Why are you against private ballots? If you're really about the employee, let the employee make the choice. I'm not anti-union, but when you don't want to have a private ballot, that's not intimidating. That's not intimidating. Why wouldn't you want a private ballot? That is intimidating the employee. If you don't want a right to work state, don't force somebody to make to pay dues to an organization they may not agree with. Don't force somebody to do something they don't want to do. That's called employee choice. If you want to be part of union, God bless you. Be part of a union. I got to start this over. Right for being here. And I, I want to make... A, a very I was clear. playing like the end of the video. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not at all. It's uh, important. My very good friends work for unions. Uh, they work hard and they do a good job. Um, and so my statements, please don't make uh, an assumption that I'm anti. We ain't found shit. But I also want to set the record straight. <laughs> all three of you guys have talked about employers being intimidated, intimidating their employees. But you guys haven't ever spoke about. When the unions try to unionize, the intimidation they have to other people that aren't wanting to unionize. You guys don't mention that. Because, see, I started with nothing. Absolutely nothing. In fact, I started below nothing. And I started growing this little plumbing company with six employees to now we have over 300 employees. And back in 2009, you guys tried to unionize me. My guys were making money. They're being paid more than the union halls were paying their plumbers. Our benefits were better. But because we started bidding jobs that were union jobs and winning those, union pipe fitters decided they were going to come after us. They would show up at my house. They'd be leaning up against my trucks. I'm not afraid of a physical confrontation. In fact, sometimes I look forward to it. (laughs) That's not my problem. But when you're doing that to my employees... And then when, they, when that didn't work, they started picketing our job site, saying, shame on Mullen. Shame on Mullen. For what? For what? Because we were paying higher wages? Because we had better benefits and we wasn't requiring them to pay your guys' absorbent salaries? 
You talk about CEOs I think that he are meant making dues. all this money. I think he meant union dues. And what do you yeah. make, Mr. O'Brien? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Yeah, I know what you make because in 2019, your salary was, um, what is this, 193000 I'm sure you got some pay raises since then. Yeah, when I was around. And the average UPS driver, the feeder driver, makes 35000 a year? That's and wrong. what do you bring? That's inaccurate. Hold on a second. That's that was wrong State even facts. before the strike. State facts. Yeah. That's inaccurate. The average UPS feeder driver makes 35000 If you don't know your facts, then maybe you should. Oh, I, I know them because I negotiate wrong. the contract. So I say, I say one thing to you. Yeah, that's wrong. What do you bring for that salary? What do I bring? Yeah, what do you, what do you, what job have you committed or have you have you uh, uh, started? What job have you created? One job other than sucking the paycheck out of some other body, somebody else that you want to say that you're trying to provide because you're forcing them to pay dues? And no, then, we don't force them. Senator, you've asked the question. You're out of line. Let him answer Actually, the I question. And no, don't tell me I'm out you of line. You are out of line. Don't tell me I'm out of line. Well, you you, you framed, don't tell me I'm framed, I'm gonna, I'm going to pause this for just a second because I want to point something out here. We'll talk a little bit about the the argument itself, but this is a situation where Mark Wayne Mullen is in no the guy in the background real quick looking at him like oh, oh the, uh, the, the 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 teamster guy he's like well I know I know what's about to come, um, <laughs> but all I want to say is like this is an example and Mark Wayne Mullen's not the only one in Congress who does this, but this is a situation where you have a United States senator where you have a representative of constituents. In a personal, personal vendetta mm -hmm. against whatever you want, whatever, whatever it is. In this, in this particular situation, it's a union and, boss. Yeah, and that, but what's funny is because that like, is what is so yeah. gross about Mark Wayne Mullen's behavior here. And I actually have, as we continue through this video, and I'll let you go, Corey, before we continue the video. But I, I actually have some defenses of Mark Wayne Mullen here. I, I and I'll, and I'll get into those. So go ahead, Corey. No, I get it. Like the, you know, like putting the shoe on the other foot. Like bosses shouldn't intimidate workers to whether or not be in a union. But union workers shouldn't be showing up at someone's private home and trying to intimidate them either. Absolutely. This isn't, this isn't the this isn't the coal mine wars of, in the Appalachians in the seventies. This isn't the Warbly Boys. This isn't what we've seen in the past with like the uh what was it what massacre was it um i forget what mass massacre it was but this it's not it's not a hundred years ago where these guys are out fighting in the streets and beating the shit out of each other we're supposed to be past that now you frame you frame the statement shut your mouth yeah because you don't know what you're talking about yes i did hold it hold it tough guy i'm not afraid of physical hold it but don't sit there and tell me i'm out of line Senator, Bernie, Bernie wearing a mask in March of 2023. Question. I didn't ask a question. You did. You did. I answered the question. You asked the question. Well, let him answer. Well, I think it's rhetorical. It sounded to me like a question. Let him answer the question. I'm not yielding my time to him. So if you're going to let me keep my time, that's fine. You'll have your time. Let him. You ask a question. question. He has so, a right to answer that. As far as my salary goes, my salary, if you follow me around, I walk, I actually look at this building. I bet you I work more hours than you do, twice that's, as many that's hours. That's impossible. But no, that is, that's true. Sir, you don't secondly, know what hard work is. Secondly, you follow yeah. my schedule, be, secondly be, be, I'll do be it in follow. a minute. Secondly, you can ask <laughs> drivers, and you can quote uh, Carol Tomei, who quoted this. They make 93000 on the lower end. Some of them make 150000 I said feeder drivers. Feeder drivers, tractor trailer drivers. Some of them make $150,000 per year. 
Some of them do. And I don't disagree make, with that. Most of them make over. Most four, of them after you've been there four years. Most of them make over a thousand. Okay. Uh, most of them make over a hundred thousand. So reclaiming my time. Did he say an average feeder driver makes thirty-five k? Sir, you haven't yeah. created a job. We haven't. You haven't been there. You haven't. Sure, we have. You haven't. Sure, we have. Tell me one job that you created. What do you, you talk? Like, be specific. You're one of the biggest contracts no, in the history no, but, of the team. Well, that hadn't job. happened yet. We created yeah. opportunity because we, Sir, hold, that's, that's we not, hold greedy CEOs like yourself not, accountable. You're calling me a greedy CEO. Oh, yeah, you are. You want to attack my salary, I'll attack yours. Here, what did you ahead. make? What did you make when you owned your company? When I made my company, I kept my salary down at about uh, 50000 a year because I invested every penny into it. Okay. All right. You mean you hid money? No, I didn't hide. Oh, oh. hold on a second. Okay, call He said that's out of line. You said right, I was out of line. Even. We're He's even. Made, we're not even. We're not even close to being even. You I think know. it's smart? You think you're funny? No, this you're not. You think you're funny. Vendetta. No, I never said. I, 100%. I, I, you frame. You frame. Guys, you oh, hold on. Let's, let's, you frame your opening statement no, saying you're a Senator, topic. continue. This, this, uh, Senator. Please this continue is your statements. But, sir, this is a, I, think, I think it's great that you're doing this because this shows their behavior on how they try to come in and no, organize a shop. No, no, and just, they say about intimidation, and it's not about intimidation. This, it's they show your behavior. Yep. Stay on the issue, please. The issue is if you're really for the employee, then why are you against right to work? Why are you against private ballots? Okay. If you're really about the employee, let the employee make the choice. Can you pause it real quick, Dave? I'm not ant. No, no, actually, we, we, can, we can stop it right there. Go ahead, Corey. It's this, what's really funny to me, because this is when he goes into saying, like, I like unions, I'm pro-union, but, and he keeps doing, but, and like, like I said, if someone doesn't want to be in a union, then they have the right to not be in a union. But if the worker and the place and the collective of the workers and the people who own the company, if they make a contract, then I'm sorry, that's the contract of the employees and the employer. If you don't want to be in a union, then you don't get a job in that place, right? But what I find really funny about this is he's trying to tread this line where you could tell he has this personal vendetta against unions. Oh, yeah. But this is being recorded. All of this is happening during a time when unions have a 70% approval rating in the country. So he's right. really and so trying to say, I'm not against unions, but right to work ultimately does hurt collective bargaining, hurts the, the power of the working class, and things like that. Good day to you fellow intellectual idiots. If you're this far into the show, we're guessing that you probably like it. So we'd just like to ask you to hit pause, and on whatever platform you're listening, just leave us a quick review. It really does help us grow and gives us an opportunity to bring you even more great content in the future. And we'd also like to ask you to just press that share button and just send this episode to one friend that you think might be interested in our line of conversation. The best way for podcasts to grow in the sea of millions of podcasts really is through word of mouth. So every little bit helps and we appreciate you all. So let's get back to the show. The video that we just we just finished here took place on uh, in, in early March of this year, of 2023. When and, did the Teamsters get their deal? That was in what June? Yeah, it was. It was. This was before all of that. I know yeah. that. I know. I know that much. And so, like, that's what led up to this goofy fucking almost fight. Uh, you know, last week 
where Mark Wayne Mullen, in, instead of just like, because like he has a beef, right? And like he has good points, but he wants to, he wants to sit in front of fucking uh, Sean O'Brien of the Teamsters, who, by the way, I like a hell of a lot more than this, whatever, this Sean Fain motherfucker for the UAW. That motherfucker just seems like he wants screen time. I, 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 I he just, I, we'll he see. just, he, he gives me, no, he, he just, he, I, I agree. Comes- yeah. Oh, he he just he just gives me the. I I could be wrong about him. I'm willing to admit I'm wrong about him, but he just gives me the fucking heebie-jeebies. You could be wrong, just, but you know what? He just got three hundred thousand workers, uh, better quality of life. You can dislike yeah, we'll, him personally, but could you, Corey, Corey, could you just could you stay on the issue? <laughs> Sorry, I was trying yeah, to do my best I, Bernie impression. I, I saw your fucking tweet. You want to do this that right was, now? That was embarrassing. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, but that's the thing is like uh, uh, Mark Wayne Mullen, he he has he has it seems like a legitimate beef about unions. I think he lied a little bit when he was like, oh, I took this company from nothing. He inherited the company from his father. Okay, it might have been a small company, but he like he got an already working plumbing company. Oh, did he his dad? Yes, this is a thing. Um, Oh, my God. I hate people who fake being I I from less than nothing. Yes, yeah. he 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 didn't Covers come from nothing. Really now, did did he take a really small company? Did he take a really small company and turn it into something a lot bigger? He did. I'll give him credit for that. That's being a good businessman. That's being a good entrepreneur. Um, but like, he needs to like he comes to this 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 Senate hearing last week and brings up Sean O'Brien's. M- m- mean tweets which is interesting here's why i'm gonna say this is interesting because i don't know if you know this about sean wayne mullen but he is an ardent trump person and what do trump people always say oh but his mean tweets are so bad we can't have him reelected. <laughs> but he's like, offended he's, he's offended like, by oh, a God, union leader's rent free yeah, but he's offended by a union leader's mean tweets against him to the point where he has to print them out and <laughs> take them to a that. fucking Senate hearing. He made him so mad he printed the internet. <laughs> like a fucking boomer, and he's probably a Gen Xer. I don't know how I don't know how old Mark Wayne Mullen is. And I, I, I don't want to pick on Mark Wayne Mullen. I think he has a beef. Why does he have two first names? <laughs> That's true. You can never trust anybody with two first names. But I think that only applies if the first name and the last name are both first names. Like technically, you can't trust me because Griffin is a first name. Is it? So I'm yeah, I'm a bad, a bad person. I can't be trusted. I know. Um, Corey Root Walsh. It's hyphenated. It makes me sound fancy. Mm, yeah, you should live in. You should get a fucking vacation home in the Hamptons. Uh, yeah. So this I'm is happy this when is, I can get away for a weekend at a state campground. <laughs> I'm taking a vacation to Indiana. it's like boy i just love muncie indiana (laughs) (sighs) but yeah out of the playbook (laughs) but yeah straight out of the playbook from the 1863 to 18 when did the civil war start 1863 we've been over this 1863 yeah so straight out 61 no i think it started in 61 61 and ended in 65. So straight out of the playbook of the late 18... 18- Correct us if we're wrong. Uh, all of our senators and reps are ready to have some fisticuffs. 
great. <laughs> we saw what happened last time. And over dumb shit, over personal vendettas, right? Like, so if Mark Wayne Mullen was actually fighting for his constituency, I would have absolutely no problem with that exchange. But you can tell it's just because it's just it's. It's because it's because these these fucking teamsters. And by the way, I will say this: I think if the teamsters, if Mark Wayne Mullen's story is true, and the teamsters came and tried to intimidate his workers because they were winning union contracts without being a unionized company, fuck that! Like that that really is the downside of collective bargaining and of unionization. When you sit there and you use your union status to bully those who do the same or similar job to you because you don't like that they're getting contracts that you would normally get. That's the issue. Like, that is why I, I, I go back and forth. Corey, you and I go back and forth. We, I don't think we really have arguments, but we have debates and discussions about the goods and the bads of, of unionization. I like it. I think people should have the right to collectively bargain. I'm not saying that like unionization should unionization should be like outlawed or something like that. However, you do have a point where unions gain too much power and they bully those that aren't involved in the union. And I don't fucking think that's right either. Fair? Fair. Um, for the listeners... I'm shaking my head. Yes. <laughs> as good as I'm bad as the unions. Trade-offs, right? What do we yeah. talk about all the time? There's always trade-offs. Yeah, there's no solutions. Just I uh, don't I don't want to see an America you know. where I don't want to see an America where collective bargaining is outlawed. I, and that's not what I'm calling for. And there there are people out there that that will call for that. But that doesn't mean but I but that's I at that at, a bitch. at that say at the same time I also think right to work is fine. I don't have an issue with right to work. It makes sense to me. I, you know, I don't think you need right to work in place because all that does ultimately is protect, you know, the big corporations and the business owners and stuff like that. Well, okay. So let me, let me shift, let me shift my opinion a little bit. If right to work was an actual policy that protected the people working, I guess is what I would say. Right to work itself. You're right. You're right. Right to work as as a as a law sucks because it's not directed in the in the proper direction. No, it's shifted it's, towards the people who yes. own the businesses. If, because right to work laws and unions, they don't necessarily affect like the super small businesses, like a mom and pop shop. You know what I mean? Like if, when one guy is making fifty k and he owns a little store in a small town area and he has one employee, like they're unionized already. Congrats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Even if there's two of them, the two of them are like, hey, we both think we need more money. Like, oh, they just collectively bargain. It's when it's skewed between like a big corporation and a big conglomerate of workers. Because ultimately, like I said, like I've said before, it ultimately comes down to this. Either workers get a decent wage and a pay where they can like own a house and or at least live somewhere, pay for the food and and meet have all their have all their ends meet you know, by the money they make from their job or my taxpayer dollars have to fill in the gap and pay for them to either like subsidies, whether it's food stamps or WIC or section eight, 
And I would much rather some big company who's making billions of dollars pay for that versus me. Who's also just trying to make my ends meet my text. I was paying for it when it can go to something more effective. It's so hard because like you and I both have, and I think bell as well, who's walked away from this computer, but there he is here. He's getting some pizza or some shit. Uh, uh, (laughs) a little snacky poo. Uh, we we often talk about unions from the perspective of libertarianism because you and I both have libertarian values in certain ways, right? I think Bell does as well. Um, I don't. I I have always said I don't think unionization is like particularly anti-libertarian at all. No, nope. it's because, a private because, contract between a private company and private citizens. And and libertarians are all about free markets, right? Does not collective bar is is not collective bargaining a form of a free market? Yeah, collective bargaining is a is a uh, is a byproduct of a free market. Like if I come, if I decide to unionize, I don't know. Let's you know, like like what Starbucks has done. The baristas, they get together and they unionize their like they all ha- they have the right in a free market to get together and say we don't feel like we're treated fairly. You hire one of us, you hire all of us, essentially. Mm-hmm. Is is the I think the basic premise of a union, right? You hire one of us, you hire all of us. You fuck one of us, you fuck, fuck all, all of, us, of us. And we yeah. all walk. I think that has power, yeah. I, I think that is free market. Anyway, uh, shall we move on? Yeah, why unless not? You, unless you have something else to say. Nope, I guess just, you know, like if after this, the end of this conversation, if you have anything to like ponder on what we're saying right now is, do you want, like when it comes to the idea of unions and people getting the fair wages and decent wages and livings and stuff like that is, do you want your tax dollars and the government to subsidize low wage workers? Or do you want the businesses to pay these employees their fair wages to where you don't have to foot the bill? Because someone's putting the bill. It's either a private company or the government. It's one or the other. It's always yeah. going to be. No matter, are, no matter how you want to slice it, it's always going to be one or the other. And as we always talk about, there are trade-offs for both. And there is. There's, yeah, there's trade-offs for both. There's no, like, there is no solutions. There's only trade-offs. Thank and you, Thomas Sowell. Yep. And I would much rather a big corporation who is spending millions of dollars in stock buybacks and giving their CEOs 10, 15% wage increases and things like that, paying for people who are putting in 40 hours of work to pay them versus us having to foot the bill. Can I give an unpaid ad? Sure, I guess. I don't give a fuck. I think if people have listened to this show long enough, they know how much I love Wild Turkey. God damn it, this Kentucky Spirit single barrel. If you're a bourbon drinker and you have not had a chance to try this, this is a completely unpaid ad. Wild Which turkey does not pay us. It's gonna go flat. No, it. <laughs> I, I hope one day that wild turkey will pay me to do this. But my God, what a fantastic, beautiful, wonderfully crafted bourbon. That's all I had to say. Get yourself. Well, hello, hello. Feel free to ignore. <laughs> Wild turkey can tell you. I just saw you on here, so I figured I'd say, "Hey, oh." But uh, <sighs> all right, what's next, Dan? Should do we, we want to do? 
You want to do kill switches or you want to do it? Let's do RFK. Let's do RFK first. All right. RFK Jr. is climbing poles like a single mom shaking your ass for dollar bills. He sure is. <laughs> and we mean that in such a positive way. That single mom doing everything she can for her kids. I support single moms. So does I've Bell. That's a show inside joke that nobody's going to recognize. I haven't been to a strip club in a couple years and a lot of single moms are not feeding their babies because of that. There's something about a stripper with stretch marks that makes you go. Eh. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) No, strip clubs are fun. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a lot of good times at strip clubs, but that's actually not what we're talking about. (laughs) Not this time. Not this time. Um, Bell dropped a link. Uh, we are looking at right now. This is it article. porn again? Nope, it's not porn. <laughs> not this time. This article is from uh, November 1st. But uh, right now, RFK, uh, a recent poll shows him with 22% support in a hypothetical three-way race with President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump. So I'll let you continue with the article. I'll set it up by saying this. Honestly, RFK Jr. is doing, already doing better than I thought he would do. I thought he was going to be that guy that was going to come in at 10, 15% in that range. I had reasons to support him prior to his Israel-Palestine take. Not because I want to fall on on one side or the other, but when you have RFK sitting there saying that he wants to end American hegemony and stop sending aid to Ukraine and everywhere else, but as soon as October 7th happened, RFK takes to Twitter and goes, we have to do whatever we can, whatever aid we can send to Israel. It's like, if you support Israel, that's fine. I'm not going to shit on you for that. But you have to understand the hypocrisy in that scenario when it comes to RFK Jr. And even with that, even with that, he's sitting. You know, do you have the actual quote from him? Much better percentage. I, 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 d- I don't. I don't. I do remember the tweet, but it was essentially we is we have to do whatever we can to help Israel. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that opinion on the surface, but I do right. have and a problem okay with that with opinion. Him, so, so I do. I d- go ahead. I'm okay with helping Israel, but just giving them bombs to make our soldiers less safe in other countries. You can't sit there and say, you can't sit there and say that one of your number one things is to end American hegemony throughout Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. And then as soon as something happens, go, except for this one thing, because that's not principled. And that's what RFK Jr. did. It's a little bit of a populist streak. But I think he got quiet after it because that's not very populist in the country right now, is it? I don't know. It's split. Yeah, I, it's, it's, still, it's, it's still tough to say. that people are actually defending terrorists. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, especially dumb college kids. Did everyone forget 9-11, brother? Can we just say that, like, and, and I hate that I have to say this, but I think this is true. 
I don't remember a time in American history where college kids are as dumb as they are in 2023. They're so fucking dumb. And I don't think it's their fault. I really don't think it's it's entirely their fault. I think it has to do with a lot a lot to do with the the ideology that is preached to them, but they're fucking dumb, dude. They're so dumb. College and they think they're so- more expensive than ever and we're turning out dumb. Oh, by the way, here's how here's how you know I hashtag support Israel. I got a fucking soda stream bottle here. I use ways. <laughs> what? I just what love up? my soda stream. It's a what great up? invention. What up, Hamas? I use ways. <laughs> I think what I'm up, Hamas? What up, Hamas? I love bubbly water. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna make that a tweet after the show. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Hamas? I use ways. And I love bubbly water. If you use it too, I'll see you coming because it gives you a little icon. When the person's <laughs> <driving> <laughs> <next to you. laughs> uh, we got uh, Bell throwing yeah. sunny, always sunny in Philadelphia references in our private chat. Oh, did he? That I only I, that, that I only understand like thirty percent of the time because I have not seen the entire series. Wolf Cola. There's Wolf Cola, and then there's uh, the. The crows. What's the what's the crow one? It's made with crow eggs. Bell's gonna tell you. Oh yeah, he sells wolf cola to Boko Haram because <laughs> he thought it was. I, I forget what it was exactly. He thought it was the Jews of Boko Raton. Yeah, he thought, <laughs> yeah, he thought he was selling wolf cola to the Jews of Boko Raton. <laughs> but it turned out to be Boko Haram, the, the terrorist <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, the gang faces a PR crisis, I think is the name of the episode or something like that. <laughs> uh, that has anyway. nothing to do with RF- RFK Stadium was in Philadelphia, so I guess it kind of ties in. Um, so, with... RFK hitting. Let's get the show back on the rails, right? <laughs> we can't. It's a listing. It's a listing ship, and we have no way to write it. Hey, you know what? Just uh, speaking of listing ships, you know what just happened 15 days ago, right? A ship tipped over somewhere. No, it's uh, the legend goes on from the Chippewa down of the Great Lake. They call it Gitchigumi. What the fuck are you talking about? They say the lake doesn't give up its dead when the November skies get gloomy, man. Edmund Fitzgerald, homie. Understood, but like... Well, 15 days ago, that, that was like the 50th anniversary or something like that. Seven, well, oh! Anniversary. The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which nobody outside of Michigan knows? No, well, Gordon Lightfoot wrote a song. Well, Gordon Lightfoot, it. yeah. They, 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 Lightfoot. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Continue. Anyways. Anyways, twenty-two percent support uh, hypo- uh, in the hypothetical three-way race RFK. By contrast, forty-nine percent of the vote goes to Biden, and thirty-six goes to Trump. Now, what's interesting is this is the one that I find interesting. When you throw RFK in the mix, well, no, that's with him in the mix. Thirty-nine okay. percent to Biden, thirty-six percent to Trump, twenty-two percent to uh, RFK. Okay, I misheard. Case, I misheard your numbers. It's all the fucking wild turkey I've been drinking tonight. But in a warning sign for Democrats, 
I'm, a, I'm looking. I'm reading a political post. In a warning sign to Democrats, Kennedy was leading the leading choice for young voter, young voters aged 18 to 34, in the polls surveyed population, 38 percent of whom chose the environmental lawyer. From the same age, 32 percent picked Biden, and 27 went for Trump. So you have a situation where you actually have RFK leading young voters. Mm-hmm. In, especially in swing states, right? Because 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 aren't the numbers a little higher even in swing states? Yeah. For RFK, for RF, for RFK. So you have this you have this media narrative where it's like, okay, who does RFK help more? Because like that's the way you always think about either third party candidates or in, independent candidates. Who does <coughs> the who does that candidate help more? Does it help the Democratic candidate or does it help the Republican candidate? In this case, it's it's does it help Biden more or does it help Trump more? But you actually have the scenario, and I wish we could remember. The, I wish I could remember the um, the the video you sent me because this is what the, the the anchor said, which was maybe it actually helps RFK the most, which I didn't yeah. expect. Honestly, like we came into this, I was like. I would be I would be fine if RFK came in and just, you know, grabbed 15, 10, 15, 20 percent of the vote just to kind of show the American people that, like, the two party system doesn't work. I don't think it would actually do that because they would find a way to the 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 establishment would find a way to demonize it somehow. But we're finding out more and more that Americans are actually a lot smarter than the establishment uh, media thinks that we are and i was I, I would have been happy with that i would have been happy with an with an rfk coming in and grabbing 10 15 20 percent of, of the vote but like we're in a situation now where we're a year out and rfk jr is leading leading among young voters in swing states never would have thought that was going to happen no that's insane, isn't it? Good night, everybody. <laughs> and I'd live there in a podcast. <laughs> but no, it's it's exciting. It's exciting we ain't to see found because shit. <laughs> they ain't found <laughs> shit. But uh no, it's it's interesting to see that the fact that he's doing like my sixty seven Corvette. <laughs> there was no big mo, right? Like mm-hmm. his big mo hasn't even happened yet. The big you know, the the mo- the uh momentum and uh we're a year out, and he's just slowly climbing in the polls. To where and here's the thing, Corey. In both parties who've already reached their precipice. Like, look at DeSantis. DeSantis at one point was at what? Like, it was like 50-50 with him and Trump in the beginning of the very or in the very beginning of the polls, like before before he announced his presidency, and then ever and then you he realized gone down. And then you realize he's like the least personable candidate in the like if like okay so if Barack Obama cuz like if you're going to give Barack Obama credit for one thing you're going to give credit to him for how just charismatic and personable he was mm-hmm. coming through especially that first campaign like Ronda Santos Ronda Santos is the polar opposite of what Barack Obama was circa 2007 and early 2008 would you agree with that the polar opposite, just so unbelievably unlikable as a person. Just, I can't, I'm sorry. Like somebody, uh, Patrick, Bet David, we talked about this last week, just trying to make, just trying to joke around with the guy. And he goes, I'm sorry, I can't accept any gifts. If Patrick, Bet David had done that exact same thing 
with Barack Obama in 2008. Barack Obama, for all of his war crimes and all of the reasons we don't like Barack Obama, his personability was fucking incredible oh, as a candidate. Patrick Bet David, yeah. If Patrick Bet David had made that joke about his shoes, Barack Obama would have been absolutely charismatic and funny and just all of the reasons we liked him in 2008 turned out to be a little bit of a smokescreen, but you understand my point. Yeah, Barack Obama in circa 2008 was a very, very likable candidate. Ron DeSantis is a fucking shit show as a candidate. <laughs> he's so unlikable. He's so unrelatable. He's dead. And as that relates to RFK Jr., other if you can get past the way his voice sounds, which I've listened to him speak so many times at this point where it doesn't even really affect me anymore. Right. He is he's definitely not as likable as Barack Obama was in 2008 because I think he takes himself a little bit too ser- a little bit too seriously for that. But I also respect the fact that he takes himself so seriously. And he's definitely like like RFK Jr's been on Tim Dillon's podcast, dude. With his wife right. and yeah. having a good time. Like, that is what. On Charlie really, the podcast, he was. Has he been yes. on Logan yet? Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Uh, but it was a little bit more serious. It was a little bit more serious with Rogan because Rogan was the first person that actually just kind of let him talk about not just the vaccine stuff, oh, but all yeah, the stuff yeah, he really cares were, about. Yeah, I remember that now. I remember it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when he's been on comedy podcasts, like with Tim Dillon or when he was on with, with, with Charlie LaDuff here locally, like he's pretty likable. He's a pretty likable guy. And that is showing in the polls. I love it. Honestly, if we are at a point a year from, from now, actually it would be a little less than a year from now. Uh, where we're coming into election day and you look, shut up, Siri, you bitch. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, if we're coming into oh, election, we're always week, listening, Dan, if we're coming into election week and we actually have a situation where it's like RFK has got an outside shot, obviously like CNN and Fox news or whatever, they won't talk about it. They'll just pretend like RFK doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, like people that people that we respect that we know, reports the news well comes into that week and goes RFK's actually got a shot like even an even an outside shot I am going well, to then. pop I'm going to pop some fucking popcorn on election night because that shit is going to be fucking fun yeah well I mean Dan like think about it realistically uh in the way our our electric electoral process is set up between three people he only needs 34 percent of the vote the the only issue he's gonna have he has is, he's ten percent away. I know, but here's the problem: he's got to get on the ballot in all fifty states. That's the issue. Not necessarily all fifty. All the states that matter: all the swing states, California, New York, Florida. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess you could maybe avoid Idaho, but like that's that's gonna be that's gonna be the issue, and that's what I'm not trying to pick on Idaho. It's just. What is it? Fucking two electoral votes. What is it? Two electoral votes? I don't know what Idaho is. Um, but yeah, like I'll look that I, up real quick. What's the electoral votes for uh, Idaho? How many electoral votes does Idaho receive, Bell? Yeah, Google that for us, bud. This it's on the case. Sh- 
the stupid shit we have him look up. Like, why does he put up with us? <laughs> what else is he going to do on a Thursday night? It's actually because I love you guys. <laughs> but uh, Idaho has four. Four. Okay. I was close. I said two. Shit. So I maybe- voted that many times. ah boy just kidding i only vote once uh do we gotta call this thing or do you want to talk about kill switches i think we got enough Uh, time for kill switches well i was gonna say we could save the kill switches for next week what did you want to talk about? What's your thing? What? Uh, let's have a therapy session at the for time. you. What do I want to talk about? Don't get me started. We'd be here for another hour and a half. We should. Should we save the kill switches? <sighs> kill switch. Yeah, because kill switch I want to see where the vote goes actually and stuff. Uh, kill switch not engaged. C- can we set it up? Maybe for our, wh- when? When is the vote on this bill? Um, I don't know. Well, you just. You just well, we could talk about up. it if you want. It just, Let's I'll just do it. I have to piss like a racehorse, but we'll we'll get into this because um, we'll probably talk about it again. Our conversation. We'll, we'll probably talk about it again after the vote. Yeah, let's just let's I would, just I would let's imagine. just set it up. So right now, so, the government under yeah, go uh, for it. after under Biden's infrastructure bill, they want to implement a a thing for driving safely. Let me find it. Um, it's a, it's under. Let me find it real quick. Yeah. See, we weren't prepared for this. Twenty twenty one. By design, the infrastructure investment in a jobs act. The bipartisan legislation aimed at enhancing the country's infrastructure. One provision in the bill seeks to prevent alcohol-related driving fatalities by making drunk and impaired driving prevention technology standard equipment in all new vehicles. I did that again, Dan. Last night I was reading this too, and I thought there was a comma there. The claim, <laughs> however, misrepresents the bill's directive on the technology. Specifically, Section 24220 of the bill directs the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to require new cars to be equipped with technology that passively matters the performance of a driver, identifies whether they may be impaired, and prevents or limits motor vehicle operation if the impairment is detected. The agency is to finalize the standards for what technologies cars should use or explain to the bill automakers that have between two and three years to implement those standards. The earliest implementation date for the technology is 2026. So the premise of this is, is Mike Nasty is trying to kill this bill because he said that what they're trying to do is add a kill switch into cars. And what I is thought that was not funny, exactly true, though? So USA Today says, fact check, no, there's no vehicle kill switch in Biden's 2021 infrastructure bill. But then when you read it, it's like, well, they want to implement something in the car that if it thinks you're impaired, it will turn the car off. That's a kill switch. But third parties can't access it. And we'll leave that open because we disagree. And that will be a topic for next week. Did we just do a next week teaser? We did. We've never done that before. Because we have evidence to say the contrary. Now, now so we have. In next week, where we call USA Today liars and nothing more than stooges for the establishment. Will Batman and Robin escape the car while they're drunk? We don't same know. Time, 
Same bad channel. <laughs> God, I'm I'm, I am turning into a fucking boomer. Go for it, Corey. I'm just, I can't do a technology. <laughs> Are you about to print the internet? Conservative Podcast is found at all social media <laughs> podcast platforms. Our website is libservativeshow.com, and we can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at Libservative Pod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. And stay Not handsome. tomorrow. <laughs> Not like tomorrow. I Stay handsome. Yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to do a boomer thing like you did. Sorry. Oh, because I did like the Adam West Batman. Yeah. I was wow. Just of some sign off. Is that good? That's going to be my new sign off. Stay handsome. Dude, stop. We are a fucking embarrassment right now. This is the most embarrassing ending to a show I've ever been a part of in all of my years of podcasting. Bell the Body Snatcher on the ones and twos. He's been Corey Walsh. He's Dan Griffin. This has been Libservative, and if I don't slip my wrists, until next time, we are out of here! Stay handsome. We the people cannot stand that.